This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. No Jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. And today, we got my man Jay Money in the building. Hello. And so, I mean, there's multiple ways we could go with this because there's you have like a crazy storied rap history. You've been around a lot of the biggest movements coming out of Atlanta and everything. But the thing that has had you in the news in recent memory, which maybe we should just, uh, you know, talk about it just to get it going, just because everybody's curious about this, is that so basically what you were, I don't know how much of this I should lay out, but you were involved in a armed robbery attempt that ended in a shooting that you have luckily survived yeah for sure and you were driving in a very expensive car that what was it some korean billionaire owns it or something there's a lot of very strange details about this that i have no real uh, understanding of how this could be true no nah, i mean the korean billionaire that's just my friend who bought it for me but he's the crown prince of korea yeah for sure like i don't hang out with a lot of royalty yeah, I ain't gonna lie, he a real dude. Like, he been rocking with my music from the jump. And uh, we got cool, like, you know, through. He just was a real dude that support my music, 1000. Uh, kind of a dude that was around him reached out to me. Then once me and him linked up, bro, like, we've been best friends ever since, like, five, six years now. Really? Yeah, yeah, real dude. And so you just link up with him when you're out here? I mean, shit, we almost together either every day or if I'm in Atlanta, we just talk on the phone down there every day. What are you talking about with the crown prince of Korea? I mean, what it is is like, okay, it was a dude that, like, it's called the Joseon Nation. and uh, But it's a part, of, it's a, like, royalty in Korea. Uh-huh. And it was a dude that, like, I forgot the dude's name, but he been, like, the, the prince and king of that shit, like, the past 40 years like it's a crazy story behind it and okay. uh they seen how king lee was like andrew lee was and they just was like man you need to goddamn take over what we doing and and they crowned him a prince like now like he got crazy poor like he's a crown prince here a minister he the first one to discover bitcoin like first ever dude like wow he actually was going door to door uh, promoting Bitcoin to people, putting on a suit and shit, going door to door, promoting Bitcoin. You know, a lot of people at that time, when it even probably came to you at the time, back when when people was promoting Bitcoin. Probably the biggest financial mistake I ever made in my life was Man, ignoring the oh people who told me about God. Bitcoin in like 2009. Yeah. Me too, bro. <laughs> but you know what? When they said, like, yeah, you can buy this, but it ain't worth no money. Yeah. And I'm like, Hold you could on. You could not have made me understand me neither at me that neither. time i think when they said it to me i like 
what no worth no money okay i was dead to it then yeah and then now it's like because back then it was like worth five dollars a coin but but before that it was worth like even just like pennies yeah pennies yeah, yeah. I think when it came to me, it was worth like two, three dollars or some shit like right. that. Right, that's still the early days. Yeah, yeah that's still super early because you remember at one point it was at like sixty-eight thousand. Now mm. it's at like I think twenty-seven. Twenty-ish. Yeah, twenty. But it's had so many bad things happen to it, and it's still at twenty. Yeah, see, that's a, I thank God, even meeting uh, King Lee. You know, he run that shit, so he blessed me, gifted me with like over a hundred coins. You know what I'm saying? At a time where it was like super high. Wow. But he was like, Jay, don't spend a coin. And it was times where I was like, I'm finna trade something in for some cash. Right. But I stuck to him, you know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna stay true to it. You know, I'm gonna listen to him. You know what I'm saying? I didn't listen to Bitcoin in the beginning. I'm gonna listen to him now. Mm. So I kind of like, it was time where I know I wanted to trade like 10, at least 10 of them in. <laughs> But I didn't. Yeah. You know, even that, the point is that people are like, man, you should have traded someone who's at 60. This I mean, if you needed some cash and you got 20, yeah, yeah you could let go one or two, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I thank God, you know, I never got to the point where I just needed cash like that. Right. Me, I always, you know, figure something out, you know. All right, guys, so it's time for a quick man-to-man chat. I think one thing that every guy has in common is that every guy wants to last a little bit longer in bed. And that's why I want to tell you about Roman Swipes. If you haven't already heard about them, these things really do work. Roman Swipes, it's just a little wipe that you apply to your sensitive parts down there, and you let it dry, and then you enjoy. And it can help you last longer in bed, and your partner, as a result, will be much more satisfied. Now, Roman Swipes are extremely convenient and effective. And let me tell you, I would have loved to have had these back when I was in Hash Brown Town putting in work. And just in case you're a little bit embarrassed, you need to know that Roman Swipes offer free, discreet, two-day shipping. And there's no prescription needed, so you don't need to worry about anyone knowing what's coming in the mail. Head on over to GetRoman.com slash NoJumper today for $15 off and free shipping shipping on your first order of swipes that's getroman.com slash no jumper for $15 off and free shipping because no woman ever complained about lasting too long in the bedroom now let's get back to the interview but okay so you're basically just was was this as simple as you're driving in a car that happens to be under his name but you're just driving into this apartment building no it wasn't even like that it was like i was in my roles like, first I was sitting outside my building waiting on my girl to come down. Mm. Then it was just like a thump hit my damn my, my top. I'm like, what the hell? I look around, I don't see shit, you know? So I pull in my parking garage. The Ashley Departments they showed, I actually lived there. You know, I don't, I'm, I don't live there no more. You know, too many people know now. Right. Because uh, I try to live under the radar. Mm-hmm. You know, I come from the streets. Always driving a rear view. So it wasn't no nigga following me. You know what I'm saying? There was some shit, you know, a nigga done seen me playing this shit, plotted it. Mm. I pull in my garage. I pull in my garage. When I pull in, open the door, kind of like two dudes right there. So, you know, me, I, I thank God I got so many blessings. I ain't finna just like, you know, if I'm caught down bad in the street, you can have your gun on you, but if I catch you, what do they say, element of surprise? Yeah. You can have that motherfucker on you, but if a nigga catch you 
without grabbing it or having it in your hand ready to shoot, you got what you got to do. You got to either get up or die. A big, even if you carry a gun in your waistline, a big percentage of situations in which you might need to use it, it would basically be useless yeah, because sure. they're sure. going to be getting the drop on you. Yeah, if they, if they're sure. robbing you in an intelligent way, you're not going to have time to get it. Element of surprise, yeah. you know. And uh, and you know me, I don't like. I'm like shit. Whatever, and get this shit. I'm gonna get it again. Then it was like a situation. I had a little bracelet that wouldn't come off. So you know, I guess nigga, like man, you playing, nigga, like you playing, you playing. I'm finna kill this nigga. So they were just trying to take the jewelry. Yeah, basically. And so what? Like you come up off the chains and then you have the the bracelet on, or what? I got the bracelet still on. Cause it's hard. To that's take the off. one. Nah, this, hell no. Nah, this my. Oh, that's this, the watch, right? Nah, I ain't have all my jewelry on. Okay. Hell no, nah, I don't never do that. Uh, it's another bracelet that I just went and actually got fixed. Uh, cause I'm telling him like, man, even when I was in surgery, they couldn't get this motherfucker out. Like it took them the world to get the bracelet out. Real. So, uh, during the situation, they thought I was just playing. Like, like, okay, he trying. And not thinking, like, I don't gave you a Rolex three times. Like, why would I not give you this bracelet? And uh, so I was like, nigga, like, man, I'm finna kill this nigga. It was just one dude? No, it was two. Okay. But only one gun. Right. That's how I know it was somebody that knew, like, okay, he gonna be by himself. You know what I'm saying? Because what nigga gonna roll? We got two dudes with only one gun. Right. Come on. Like, two dudes probably have two guns if it, you know. But uh, so you know, my first mind was like, "Damn, I don't gave the nigga this, and he's still talking about this. I gotta do something to get up out this motherfucker." Right. So I put that bitch in reverse, hit it, and when I hit it, the nigga shot one time. Wow. The one shot went through my arm, that went in my chest, like my whole chest now, sold up. Stapled up from right to left, like all the way over here. Wow! Like, uh, and, and it didn't hit any vital organs, or yeah, it hit my lung actually. Uh, it took like twenty five percent of my lung. Holy fuck! Yeah, and uh, you know, I was in a coma thirteen days. Thirteen, holy shit! Yeah, I was in a coma thirteen days. And did they think that you were gonna make it the whole time, or at first they didn't think you were gonna make it? They shit for the first. 11 days, they told my sister, like, y'all, he got insurance, he got this, y'all need to be preparing if, you know, him his funeral arrangements. And, you know, for my sister to hear shit like that, it's like, damn, because my sister called her, like, her and my girl, Blue, like, they all I got for real. Like, my family, you know, I still got my family, but my sister called her and Blue, they, like, just... Crazy, crazy over me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, uh, actually, the crazy part is, like, they just kept telling my sister, and her mind was like, no. Like, and you know, my mom, she passed away uh, May 2021. I'm sorry. And she was a real, like, real God-fearing, praying lady. So, you know, that instilled that in me and my sister and and my other sister. Really, my whole family, everybody she touched. And my sister wasn't going for it. Like, she just said she just prayed harder, called the family, everybody praying. Even just the love, even y'all showed to get the attention out to all my fans and people let them know. 
it was a lot of prayers that, you know, saved my life. Because mm. me, I believe in God. It was doctors coming around because I had a surgery called uh, clamshell thoroctomy, clamshell, some shit. Mm. But if you Google it, it show you what everybody had. It, it They have to open your whole chest because I was bleeding so bad. Like I lost like 15 pints. You know, oh, your shit. body on the whole 10. But they had to keep giving it to me. And I just kept losing it. They didn't know. So they had to open up my whole chest, my lungs, heart, all that shit open. How long did it take them to get you from the scene of the crime to uh, the hospital? Man, let me tell you what. Thank God, like, when the shit happened after I pulled off and got shot, this whole arm went dead instantly. Like, you see now, like, I can move my fingers a little bit. Like, but this whole arm went dead instantly. Like, it was just, like, slumped. Like, I couldn't even think to pick it up or nothing. And I'm like, why the fuck is my right arm now? I got shot over here. Why this motherfucker ain't working at all? Mm. So, you know, I'm in the rows. I, I instantly hit it so hard and come out the gate. You know how the first part let up and then the gate have to open after that? I went through that first part so fast, it didn't even get the other part of the gate to open up. Shit. It didn't even get the other part of the gate to open up. So I had to hit that motherfucker, hit through the gate. Because, you know, my whole instant, like, nigga, I got to stay alive. Like, fuck this shit. Fuck a car, fuck all that. So I get through the gate. Boom. Remind you, I'm coming out the parking garage of my apartments. So to get to the front, you got to make a right and a quick right. Luckily, my girl was already downstairs. And I, I just go to the easiest way I can. Like, if you see, like, the photos and shit, I like to ran through the front of the building of the apartments. Like, I did kind of come up on the curve to where it's coming in the, the, the front of the bit apartments. But my girl was right there, so I, I put it in part with, with this hand. And But my door wasn't locked. I mean, unlocked. So my girl trying to open up the door, open up the door. She just screaming at me. And it just, like, something in my head. like, And it was my mama. She used to call my name, like, anytime, like, she mad at me or... Uh, she want me bad, like, Jermaine, because that's my real name. Mm. So I just instantly heard, like, Jermaine, and I got them open the door. When I opened the door, my girl helped me. Like, this one dead, so I can't even really do nothing. Then you got to remind you, it hit my lung, so I can't breathe for shit. Like, I'm talking about, like, at all. And uh, thank God, man, my girl blew. She instantly, like, called 911. Instantly. Like, so I'm on the ground. And, you know, my girl, like, she was so on point, bro. Like, my sister, you know, she's in Atlanta. You know, because I told her I lost my mom. So my sister called her, like, the closest thing I got to her mom. My girl and my sister called her at this time. They weren't, before this time, they weren't seeing eye to eye for shit. Mm. But my girl put all that shit to the side. Called my sister, FaceTimed her. She was so fast, she ended up FaceTiming my sister while I'm still on the ground, showing her me on the ground like, look, your brother just got shot, and he in a fucked up situation. When I tell you, like, thank God Blue called him so fast, the police were there like a minute or two, no lie. Like two minutes, I know, while I'm laying on the ground, couple like people from the apartment building, 
surrounding me and shit. Like, next thing I know, like, two minutes it took for the police to get there and maybe total, like, four minutes for the ambulance. Mm. Thank God for that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they, they they like, man, you in a bad, they like, you in a messed up situation right now. And they, they're like, just bear with us. We're going to get you to the hospital. And I just hear the urgency in their voices and shit. Like, we got to get this dude here. All I hear is the ambulance, and I just feel bumps. Because, you know, I'm zoned out now. Like, I can barely breathe. They got oxygen on me, and I still can't breathe. Mm. And uh, I just know when they got me in the hospital, I couldn't see shit, just lights. And I just know, like, I'm hearing the urgency of the doctors and shit. Like, like we got to operate right now. And next thing I know, I just felt some shit like somebody shot me again. Like, it hurt just that bad. They stuck, like, some shit in my knee. They say that's how they get your IV when it's very emergencies and they can't look for a vein. And uh, after that, I ain't see, I don't remember nothing. Like, I guess that's when I went into the coma. Mm. Because after that, I don't remember shit until, until I woke up. Right. And what was waking up like? Man, we're kind of, like, weird. It was like, because for the whole 13 days, all I remember is, like, kicking it with my mama. Like, going fishing with my mom. We went to Turkey Leg, honey, Houston. Because I had just went to Turkey Leg. I honey. was here about that. Yeah, I had went. Uh, me and King Lee, we had uh flew private jet to Turkey. We went from uh L.A. to Houston to Miami. And we went to Houston. We went to Turkey Leg, honey. I was like, damn. My mama used to always cook up turkey legs. I know she would have loved this place. Right. So it's crazy. While I was in this coma, I took my mom on a turkey leg hunt. Like, I remember it like it was yesterday. Wow. And So, like, you being a religious man, how like, how do you describe that? Like, like, what did it feel like? Did it feel like you were dead and you were in this experience? Or did it feel like you were in some kind of in-between place? You know what? It felt like... At some points in the beginning, I think it felt like I was just like, this what heaven, like, this what it feel like. Then it was times it felt like in between. I mean, in theory, heaven would just be the, the number one thing you would want to do in your life if you could do it. And it sounds like for you, that probably would be spending time with your mom, right? My mom, yeah. And it was like, and you know, by me seeing my mom, knowing like she never like smoked, drank, curse never all she did was god and work like that's her, that was my mom mo god and going to work and like she stayed in church like much as she could like she went she didn't just go on sunday she went to like bible study choir rehearsals and shit like that so it was like by me seeing her i'm like shit i'm in heaven like shit i did something right you know because you know i'm a type of person i help everybody like everybody, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like, damn, I really crossed over. This I heaven feel. Cause it wasn't no bad feeling. It was just like everything was just like bright and happy. Right. Like I'm with my mom. I didn't even think of the part of like, oh, she died before, you know? That didn't even cross my mind. I just was like, damn, I'm with my mom. And I can't lie, bro. It, it like by me just like it was like at the end. It was like my mom like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you gotta go. You gotta go. She just kept saying it, and then it was like 
I didn't see her. I didn't know what the hell I was going, what I was doing. I didn't know if I was going left or right. And then next thing I know, I wake up, bro. I see the fucking, uh, you know how the hospital chart? Like with your name and mm-hmm. your diets and shit like that. It was a chart that'd be on the wall at every hospital. Because I was in the ICU. And I just seen that chart. Then I see some shit coming out my mouth. Cause you know they had I had a they had to put a breathing tube down my my throat like mm-hmm. from my mouth. And my mouth was just like open. And I just see like a breathing tube. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, oh yeah, damn, I did get shot. Right. Are you happy? Cause yeah. I mean, leaving heaven, coming back to earth where you're in all this pain. I feel I went. I, I can't say I was, bro. Right. I think I was more happy, like when, like I guess, like my sister. Then once they told them, I woke up, cause you know the whole thirteen days. They were my sister, my girl, mm-hmm. my other sister, my friend Shooter, uh, King Lee. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kevin, like they all came down, like just watching me, and uh, they said the only thing I do is move my legs. Like they said, while I was in the coma, all I do is move my legs and shit. And they had my hands strapped down, cause you know they say just reactions of you might just grab some shit or whatever. And uh, I say like thirty minutes. I can't say if it was an hour later. I looked up and I seen my girl Blue and my sister Carla. And when I seen my sister, she weighed, I kind of like weighed back. Then I just started like, I just was like, it don't know if it was tears of joy or tears of survival. Cause you know, I got kids. I can't lead them like this. You know what I'm saying? As much as I want to be with my mom and no, okay, man, I made, I made it to heaven. I know I couldn't lead my people out here. You know what I'm saying? Cause I play a main part. Like I'm not one of them fathers or friends that I'm one of them friends if you call me and like hey bro man my car just uh, on the side of the road oh how much it cost what I need to do I need to call the tow truck I'm the friend that'll call the tow truck stay on the phone with him an hour if I have to just to make sure you get straight because I want the same in return Mm. and you know in the Bible and in in just life they say you you give what you get what you put out is what you get and I always try to put out great energy because I expect great energy and great loyalty. Like, I'm one of them people, like, I'm strict on that shit. Like, 
sometimes, like, you know how niggas say they wear their heart on their sleeve? I'm one of them kind of people. Mm. Like, doing business. They say don't mix business with plep. Don't put your heart in it. That shit is impossible. I don't care what nobody say. Right. If you serious about your business or your craft, your heart definitely got to be in it. Definitely. Because just even the grind of coming up with what you're going through, of course your heart going to be in it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just one of them people. So by me seeing my sister and my girl right there together, and I told you, like, before this shit, they used to, oh, my God, bump heads all the time. Mm. And it was like for it took for me to go through this for them to see, like, damn, now they best friends. Like, when I tell you this whole because I was in the hospital, what, 26 days, 25 days? This whole time, they've been just the best of friends. Mm. Like, and still is. Like, now they gone out somewhere together. And it just, like, for me, it was more like, damn, God got another purpose for me. So, shit, I'm like, even though in the pain I'm going through, I was like, let's do it. Whatever I got to go through, even now, just the pain of, you know, I can't even use this motherfucker. Like I can part like see now I can pick the blunt up. You couldn't do that a few days ago. Hell no, nah. but shit I can't like shit. If I try to do something with it, it's gonna fall. Like, but you see I'm progressing even more every day. You know How's your I'm chest saying? and your arm and everything feel though? I mean my chest, bro. It's like let me show you some shit. I don't know people don't do this, but I don't mind. If you see. Oh, shit. It's all bandaged up still. Yeah. My whole chest. And that's just a straight cut right there? Right. Like the way that they get it on their belly button, but you got it right there? Damn. I can see it poking out the side. What the fuck? It's all the way. Like, all the way. Because they had to get all up in there to fix this shit? Yeah, because they had to open my chest wide open. Jeez. So this part still, like... It's still, like, fucked up. Like, you know, we have to change the bandage. Like, we got stick shit in it mm. just to keep the blood and shit flowing the right way and shit. Like, wow. So, you know, if you Google clamshell and the surgery that I've been through, you'll see it. All right. You can pull like, that in a little bit more. Okay, mic. shit. Yeah, if you Google that, you'll see, like, if you Google clamshell, you'll see. You know what I'm saying? Because like, when I was looking back at your older interviews you got shot six times before too mm-hmm. right what year was that that was 2013 right and what was on some street shit me being in the streets okay and nigga tried to rob us gambling you know me gambling in the streets they can't try to rob it and you know i kind of end up bucking getting out of there not knowing they got somebody outside waiting on anybody to run out there really but so thank th- god that was a time where a gun did save my life. You really? know what I'm saying? That was a time where me having my gun on me saved my life. Because you thought you would have got killed in the dice game if you didn't have one? I mean, once I got out the door, boom. It was like they had some people waiting outside. Boom. So soon as I down there run outside, boom, 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 shots coming. So they, they just start shooting at you? They don't even know what's going on? Nah, they with the people. They just assume you took some money? No. Oh, so it's like somebody ran in and they were with him. Okay, yeah, I got yeah, you. I yeah, got you. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like the people running it. Yeah, right. so like at that time, like shit, I was like I got it, it caught me so off guard, I ended up getting hit. Then my ankle down there, I ain't gonna lie, like like I got a rod in my right leg now. Like my leg was like, you know, I was straight, my shit was like sideways. Like my shit was like all the way off. 
But that's like 10 years difference. And would you say that you had a very different reaction this time as opposed to that one? Yeah, because that one, it was like shit. But you probably could have handed over your shit in that situation too, right? I mean, that situation... It's different than being stuck in a car where yeah, you don't exactly. really have any other exactly. option, right? No other option. Yeah. So thank God, even though I got shot six times, it wasn't no major arteries. It was like besides my leg, like I had to have nerve a nerve surgery. Like they <laughs> took a nerve from this leg. You know, each leg got three nerves. This leg lost all the nerves completely. So the doctor was like, "We got to cut this off." Like that was the first thing he told me and my mom. Luckily, she was still alive right here with me. And uh, I'm over here nutting up. I'm like, man, cut my leg off. How the hell I'm going to perform? How the hell I'm going to do shows? You know? Because, you know, it it was never a time my shows ever stopped. Even to this day, like, I still get 7,500, 6,000 no matter where I go. And uh, they told my mom, like, me and my mom, yeah, we're going to cut his leg off. And they left us in there for like two hours. But my mom was like, no, they're not. God ain't said. So until God said, and you know what? The the doctor came back two hours later. He was like, man, we're going to try something that kind of never really been tried. Like, it, they removed a nerve from this leg right here. Like, I got a cut from, like, right here all the way up. They had to take a whole nerve out this leg and put it in my foot. Wow. So... And they tried some shit, and it worked. Like, still today, you see, I can walk great. I can run. So now I'm working on two two nerves in this leg and one on this. Wow. When all of them was dead on this side. So, you know, I ain't, you know, I ain't f- unfamiliar <laughs> with God and his work, you know? Right. But do you feel like you're in a totally different place in your life? Like, do you think that this kind of situation was not the kind of situation that was going to happen Cause it feels like you've probably chilled out a lot. Yeah, cause this situation, I'm in a, I'm in this area where you don't see nothing but like Koreans, right? You don't see too many black people, and I'm like, shit, I'm low key, and then I'm watching everything like I do, right? Watching how I move, who I talk to, who I fuck with. So hell yeah, it was definitely like it hit me a lot different, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm more grounded, I'm more business-orientated, you know what I'm saying? I'm getting into newer things. Like, I'm like the, uh, I'm a dupe with, remember I told you, King Lee? Mm -hmm. We got, like, our own situation, like, coming out with Joe's son, and I'm in a very important position, you know what I'm saying, to where, like, six months from now, shit, I'm going to have, like, so much money, it's crazy, like... (laughs) Nah, seriously, for real. Really? And uh, it was like me. I was just preparing my life for the the crossover. Right. And I thank God, even the, the point I'm at now, I got more money, more things, more property than I ever had. Because, you know, when you first come out, we come from the streets. Like, you know, when I first came out, it was me, Future, and Scooter. So those were the early days? Yeah. Like, when I first came out, it was, like, I didn't rap. Like, I, 2010 and 11, like, I didn't rap. You know, me, 
Future Ashley name was Meathead at the time. I remember this, yeah. Yeah, his name was Meathead. Because I remember really getting obsessed with Scooter and Future in probably like 2010, 2011, like yeah. Racks on Racks. And yeah. then I just started listening to all Future's other shit. And yeah, then I got yeah. into Scooter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We all started together. Like, you know, the Black Amigo name came when we was at uh, One Eye Trap Spots. Mm. Like, seriously. You know how when you're in the streets, you get the bags in. And we black niggas, so we call ourselves Black Migos. Right. Like, me and Scooter actually came up with this together, no lie. Like, right? Just like the same way we having conversations, same way. And uh, Meathead Future, he always been like my brother. Like, it was times I remember I pulled up on him at Rico Wade house, and they'd be in there freestyling. And he'd be like, man, come rap. I'm like, hell nah, man, I ain't no rapper, man. I'm a trapper. But you know, Future, like, come on, man. He one of them kind of people. He bring the best out you. Like, for real, for real. I, you know, regardless. So they in there freestyling. So I'm like, man, let me come in. So, you know, when I came, I came with the dun 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 uh, I'm a trapper. I ain't that, 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 for real. <laughs> 50 rats on me, dun dun dun. So <laughs> right. it was like, whoa. When he heard it, Rico Wade heard it, it was so new and fresh. They were like, man, you got to rap. I'm like, man, I ain't no rapper, man. I don't get money in the streets. So, so. They're like, man, listen, man, you need to rap. And I never kind of took it serious until, like, I just seen, like, like everybody loved Future before he even came out with Rats on Rats for YC. Because mm-hmm. he had, like, a street credit. Hey, that nigga dope. And it used to be times, like, when we first started, we'd be in the studio. i get stuck on my verse. Future come help me finish that motherfucker. Like, you can go Google it. Like, uh, Black Amigo Gang, J Money, Future Scooters, uh, Smashing. Like, that's kind of the first record that kind of put Black Amigo out. You feel what I'm saying? Because I'm getting all this attention. How this nigga in Atlanta, how this nigga down in my way. So I'm getting a lot of attention from that. So, uh, But, I mean, you're looking at Young Scooters. So that's a pretty obvious example of somebody who was dealing with the transition of the streets to rap right yes my brother for life yes i oftentimes wondered what exactly the separation was for yeah, him yeah. it felt like it might have been a little bit blurry i mean for scooter i say on scooter ny he just always was addicted to making his money he always i've heard other people say that too yeah like even with the rap it's times where he could have just really like like my friend just rap but he, you know him. He loved, he loved his niggas. He loved his street guys who been with him. Mm. He wanted them kind of people. Like he loyal to the people that been rocking with him. If you been with him and ain't crossing, you gonna still be with him today. And he more or less would care about his money. And he was so loyal to future, living to doing the same shit. He he was cool with. Hey, this my boy. My boy going right now. So I take a step back and and, and help my boy and support my boy. Like. That's more or less what it was with Scooter. And, you know, his transit still to this day. You still catch Scooter in places where you catch no other rappers. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And for me, to him, I love how he he know how to handle it. But does that worry you? Because, I mean, obviously we've all been having this conversation after what happened to Takeoff. Like, what kind of positions should a rapper, a successful multimillionaire, be putting themselves into? What what kind of situations are too dangerous? And I, I'm sure you were kind of thinking of it too when you were talking about dealing with the situation of the dice game. I was thinking, yeah, it sounds a lot like 
takeoff si- well actually totally different than the takeoff situation since it wasn't getting robbed but you know yeah yeah these, these sure. environments a lot of crazy shit can happen i mean i think like with takeoff he was in houston he was in another nigga hood mm. rocking with another dude you know what i'm saying and everybody like oh yeah you got if you with such and such in houston you good and but then you seen even them niggas you good with, sometimes they'll get that jealousy and seeing like, damn, look at how how my people paying Quavo more attention to me. You know, I felt like, because they said something about him and uh, J. Prince Jr. was kind of like, had an argument over some gambling and that whole little couple hours before that, they went kind of, you know, how nigga be with you but probably watch your back then start like, oh, who this nigga think he is, like mm-hmm. this and that. And I feel like that played a lot. I feel like them not being in their hood, being around. Because if you were, like, when you out of town like that, like you said, it's, I'm handling business, I'm doing this, and I got to get home. Scooter different. He not going to do that. He not going to be in Houston or out here in these nigga hood. Hell no. Nah. He going to be somewhere in Kirkwood where all his people know. Or he gonna be somewhere like at our club in Lacour. We got a club. Me and my brother can't tell you. Mm-hmm. We got a club in Atlanta called Club Lacour. It's the hottest club in like hood club in the streets. No lie, like no lie. Like when you're in Atlanta, come to it, you'll love it. We always Thursday through Sunday we pack. We our capacity like a thousand people. Like Thursday through Sunday we pack like eight hundred people, no less than seven hundred any night. So I'm when I say that I'm saying like Scooter might be somewhere in our hood, pull up. He might have out knowing he's safe because he knowing he was good people. Cause me, I'm from John, but South Zone Three. Scooter from Zone Six. Mm-hmm. He from like East Atlanta. So you know, like I'm from like Atlanta, Atlanta part. He from East Atlanta. He one of the ones though. He can go on the west side. He can go to my side, which is Zone Three. Like so, it's a difference. Scooter got that face car where he can go anywhere. And you know how Atlanta is. We we ain't big on gangs. We big on our area, on zones. Mm-hmm. West side, south side, zone three, east side. So Atlanta built different. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. But, okay, so back in the day, uh, I mean, that was a pretty crazy time, though. Like, how close did you stay to future as his career started to explode? Or, like, you know, because it's always weird being friends with a rapper as they start to take off. Yeah. Because on one hand, you could just go kick it with him all the time and just be there. But then at the same time, you know, you're your own man. You're your own hustler. Sure. You got your own ambitions. And sometimes yeah. it can be kind of boring just kicking it yeah. while this yeah. guy's doing his thing and you're just thinking about the moves that you want to make, you know? But, I mean, because, you know, I popped first, like, international, because, you know, I signed to Universal mm. 2009, 10. Okay, that early, all right. Okay. Uh, I was, like, the first dude out of Atlanta with six, seven songs on the radio without a deal, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so it was, like, it was weird at first because it was like, yeah, man, like, we was together every day, me, Future Scooter, me, Future Scooter, everywhere we go. Then it was kind of a situation where I let Young L.A. come a part of the Black Amigo. Mm-hmm. Young L.A., you know, he had the Ain't That song with T.I. Right. 
And you know, he was like, Don't I be with Jay Money serving everybody? I interviewed him as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of my biggest shout outs. Like Yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. as soon as I hear your name, that's the first thing I think of. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. that bar. Yep, that bar. Yeah. Or if people say the first name, last name. That too, yeah. Okay. So it was like when I popped first, it was like, boom, I'm going places. And like you said, it might be like, yeah, man, we got this going on too. And then it was kind of when I let Young LA, like, kind of like, you know, rip the Black Amigo. I was doing it from a different standpoint. We all street niggas. This nigga signed the Grand Hustle T.I. And you know around that time, T.I. was like Jay-Z. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? So me, I was looking at like, damn, if I let him in on Black Amigo, we got this national look. But they weren't feeling that shit. Like, it was kind of like an altercation where they kind of, like, pressed him at a club by himself with his people, and, you know, some shit went on between them. So they kind of didn't like that shit. But Scooter was like, yeah, man, we can't be letting anybody. You know, this started with us. You know, I had to respect that and Mm. understand, like, what he was saying with that. And uh, so once I kind of got on, it was like, Future like, yeah, let's do it. So me and a dude named D... We kind of like, you know, I was like, look, man, he wanted to put some money behind me. You know, he was a street dude. And I was like, look, man, you got to be able to do something for me that I can't do for myself. That's how the first, like, with the Maserati, you know, the Brightly Watch, 2 chains. I wanted 50K cash from him. And, you know, he was just like a sub dude that, you know, invested in some shit. And because uh, I already had the shit. I had like three songs, four songs on the radio with nobody, no help, no team. So he kind of came in and like on some management shit and helped take my shit, put it on the radio. He knew how to work the radio. So I was like, shit, I told him, I'm like, look, man, I got, look, I'm I'm hot, I'm that dude, but that nigga nigga is my partner. Future. like, But at the time, I think it was like meathead still. I don't know if it was, it was future because we switched over. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, okay, let me check him out. Checked him out. He like, yeah, nigga dope. Then he ended up finding that Future was signed to Rocco. Right. And just so happened, the dude that I'm telling you about, he was real good friends with Rocco. Like, he was kind of the dude that Rocco would give him a good number when he was super hot, and he will book Rocco, like, around, like, the southeast area. And they had built their own relationship. So he was like, shit, man, I'm, you know, I live by loyalty. He was like, you know, I live by loyalty. Like, you know, Rocco, that's my man. I can't go behind his back, like, trying to sign his artist, and it's my boy. So I think at that time, Future kind of, like, felt a certain kind of way. Like, you know, like, damn, bro, you took off. I was helping you write your shit, finish your shit. But I'm telling him, like, look, bro, we friend. Like, you see, I even turned you on to the dude. But I can't make him sign you. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, that put like a little static in our friendship. Mm. And I ain't going to lie, man. It was like, shit. Then he popped maybe a, a year later with Rats on Rats. Mm-hmm. Year and a half later. And then just mad songs after that. Mad songs after that. Cause crazy. He, oh, he the GOAT. He been it before. Right. Like, I thank God I seen it before anybody seen it. How many niggas that say they that nigga will tell you that another nigga used to write to finish their verses? 
I'm telling you that. And people look at me as the sauce guy, that nigga, that guy. And before I got to where I'm at now with it, he used to finish my, he used to help me like, he would never just do it because he wanted me to learn. So he'll like start it off for, hey, look, you should say this right here, say this, or help me with a bar. Because, you know, any rapper know sometimes it might be just that one bar you need to help you finish the whole shit. Mm-hmm. And, but after that basis loaded situation, after like, you know, the rats on rats, it was like, oh, okay, I'm gone now. I don't need, but what? I, shit, I'm gone. So it was probably like, shit, maybe five years, six years that we actually got like our relationship back going. Really? And what what prompted that? I mean, Scooter always, my like me and Scooter never stopped, mm. ever. Like it was still the same. And then, you know, all his people like Ty, the boy G, like all these still were my people, you know what I'm saying? Like So back in the day when, so Scooter was like signed to Future, right? And never signed to him. So he wasn't signed to him. But, but then back Scooter the signed day, to Gucci, right? Back but, in the day, Scooter was the one had the budget. Right. And he the one was kind of, his dude, Ty, he kind of was helping put money behind all of us. Me, Scooter, and Future. Okay. But do you know if he, like, signed to Gucci? <clears throat> it never was a sign. Because <clears throat> at that time, Gucci was just doing, like, one-off pro- mixtapes with people type shit, right? Yeah, see, people didn't know. Remember when Gucci was like, I'm signing Dolph. Yes. Scooter, Pee Wee Long. So many legends came up yeah. at that time. Yes. Thug. Yep. All that shit was at one time. It's insane when you look back on it. Yeah, like Gucci seen it. Like And that's why Gucci's so determined to make his label hot I, now like is that, because yeah. he had all these things like O. J. Walker that yes. they all pop, but he, he didn't necessarily get to sign them the way he wanted so to sign them. He went them. back mm-hmm. when he went on his own, he had Jose Guapo. Goddamn, Pee Wee Longway, Scooter, uh, Dolph. Dolph actually gave his money back. <laughs> like, nah, seriously. Really? Yeah, uh, you know, Dolph was my man, my main man. Like, you can Google it. Like, Dolph, my main man. Like, Gucci had guy, I think Dolph, like 150. But people don't know the money that Gucci was giving everybody, it was QCP. Oh, really? But CP at that time was just street nigga. Mm. Getting out the streets, crossing over, and he actually met Gucci from a video shoot that we did. Like, P had an artist before any of this shit called Dirty Days, mm-hmm. and P was putting money behind Dirty Days. So P was like, hey, man, how much you think Gucci had charged us to get on the verse for, with my artist? So I'm like, shit, I call Walt. He going to do whatever for me. You know, at this time, they would go up. Losing his phone, cause it was like 2011, 12, maybe. When Gucci was going through his, uh, yeah, his period track, of yeah, time, his period, yeah, <laughs> he was going Gucci through it. Yeah. Phones, you can't really contact them. Yeah. Only person getting in contact with him was Zaytoke. Mm. So uh, I was like, shit, I got him. So I think Gucci at this time he needed the money, cause he was on his grind. Mm-hmm. So I think Gucci charged him like you know a good number for two videos and two verses. So cause if you pull up Dirty Day right now, you're gonna see he got two songs with Gucci man. And uh, QCP actually paid for that. Like, QCP always seemed, like, different. Because, like, I don't know if you know the history. Like, me and him, like, best friends. Like, we came Pete. up. Yeah, we okay. came up under the same dude, Big. Like, Big and Kente. Like, so it was like, me and P was, like, real cool. Like, 
I remember when P invested in like some apartments, and I'm like, what the hell are you doing, bro? Like, these regular apartments. But now if you look at the apartments, they brand ass new condos. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, uh, but that's how he made Gucci. And from buying verses from his artists. Then after that, like, Gucci kind of kept his in contact. Because you got to think, when they come spending 50000 60000 with you, shit, I'm, I'm going to keep this dude around. <laughs> like, especially on them times as an artist. Like, when we find somebody, he he want 1000 he real, he willing to invest and spend money like that, I don't give a fuck what artist is, he going to try to keep that dude around. And him and Gucci just kept a relationship, no lie, for like six, seven years. Just even from them talking on the phone. And so when Gucci had this idea and P was like, let's do it. On my mama, P was the one putting all the money up. Really? Yeah, swear to God, like, to sign all the artists. Right. But it was a partnership him and Gucci had. Because I told you, like, Gucci was so 1,000. Like, Gucci, if you fuck with him and you real, he locked in. Because a lot of people say a lot of slime shit about what, but he ain't one of them people. The number one question I always want to ask Scooter is why on the one song on his tape he said, I'll probably never do another song with Gucci, man. I'm just, I want to know where that went wrong. Nah, you know, sometimes in the street, <laughs> people don't see eye to eye. Mm. I could imagine that and, they both got their yeah, tempers, personalities, yeah, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and it came to that point, like, Scooter, he's so real, he's just going to say whatever he feels. Mm. Like, if you see it, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. But still to this day, they got no beef, no problems. Like, what, when he came back home, he was just a whole nother person. Yeah, yeah. Like he Seems was just like it. it like you know how some people they gotta keep going to jail, keep going to jail. It's like that jail trip for him made him so focused. Man, I'm telling you, I remember times Guwalk used to pull up at my house. I had an East Atlanta on Rupert Road. He'll pull up six, five, six in the morning, fall asleep on my couch. Gucci the tight, he'll go pull up at Blazing Saddle by itself. Like it's a store where uh Shawty Red was in there. And Guwak was in there by himself at uh, Blaze. And, you know, that's still in my hood, Zone 3. And so, you know, we super deep in there. And uh, Gucci, Gucci had the song with Cujo. Uh, I can't think of the fucking name. Trunk knocking. I think Trunk knocking or something like that, but it was a classic song. Shot Red did the beat. But Guwak, you know, Red, if you give a nigga a CD, I'm going to rap on this motherfucker. So now you know Shawty Red was playing this BMF Jeezy role. He got on the mic because Gucci was playing that shit in the club in Blaze and they people fucking with it. So Shawty Red go get the mic. Oh man, these nigga, these nigga rapping on my beats and ain't paying me. Da 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 da. I just hear whopping in the back, like, look, swear to God on my mama, like, this nigga, like, man, I'm finna, I see him leaving out, but he wasn't leaving out to run. He was leaving out to go get his pistol from the car <laughs> and take it back in the club. I'm like, hell no, nah, what? Hell no, nah, bro. You got too much going on. Boy, you that one, bro. Stop it. Like, you know, I'm street trapper at this time. I wasn't even thinking about no rap. So, nigga, what with my just rapper friend? Mm. Like, I bought him around Kente, bought him to the whole, introduced him to the Zone 3, because he still was an East Atlanta nigga, too. And, you know, East Atlanta Zone 3, West Side, they kind of like, okay. If you ain't from my area, you ain't coming around like that. But I like, but I ain't gonna lie, Watt was always that nigga that you ain't finna play with his name. Like, swear to God. Like, mm. Always. Always. So 
between him and Scooter, it, it's never no, like, beef. Like, now, it probably was a time Scooter, he was mad, and he going to say what he say. Like, mm. that nigga 1,000, he going to say what's on their mind. It's funny because if you compare the way that P and Coach K are, is that, I mean, you never, you almost never have heard them, like, badmouth the artists. Mm-hmm. They, they stay very low-key. They'll mm-hmm. put out a statement mm-hmm. here and there, but for the most part, I mean, they really, like, don't play the nah, front like that. Nah. You see them places, yeah. but you don't see them talking on social media and shit. Whereas on the other hand, Gucci, like just the other day, I was interviewing an artist that uh, basically the Gucci had hit him up trying to sign him, and he he responded like, "Yo, I, I'm not really trying to sign to another artist, but you should sign my homeboy though." So Gucci blocked him, and then yeah, that yeah, yeah. that was like a say cheese pose, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it's see, Gucci just. Rip, but see, Gucci one thousand like that, yeah. like Gucci been that bro. When I tell you like. Before he had all the jewelry and the, he always be like, man, that nigga ain't icy to me, Jay. This and that, that. When I got done, because if you look, a lot of people thought I came out under Gucci when I first came out because, you know, we had like five, six songs together. It's still on the internet right now. If you type in Gucci Man, Jay Money, mm-hmm. five or six songs going to pop up fast. Like, I can say uh, one with me, Walker, him and Shauna, uh, 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 fucking Lost My Mind, uh, uh, my mind gone with drama boy like we just got records together like this is my brother so a lot of people thought like oh he put me out or I came up under him nah he was just my friend cause you know I always were having my way anyway you know what I'm saying but he was that guy that knew it bro like before he had the eyes before he had any of that shit that nigga 1000% just been knew he was Superman mm. like before the money before the fame fame right so him, he just gonna be him, bro. Like, so that don't surprise me. P, he more the CP live off street code. Mm. Don't say too much. Gucci's been a famous entertainer for like fifteen years, twenty years, so whatever. Him, so he just gonna do what he yeah. feel like. But still, Gucci live off street code too in another way. Right. Like, P more like laid back. Like, okay, I ain't finna say that because I ain't gonna lie. P was the gangster. Mm. Like. Niggas don't know. P was like real. He's still a gangster to this day, but P was the gangster. That's why if you see him now, if he don't know you or the vibe he'll give you, like you'll think like, damn, they ain't gonna fuck with this dude right here. Mm. He still was that in the streets before anything. He was like every nigga, like even my partner Big. I ain't saying Big needed that, but Big wanted some solid street shooters that gonna do what they do around him. That's how P even like P was around him. You know what I'm saying? Like, so Peter type, he'll fall back. He ain't going to say much. Because, you know, in the streets, if you really got a problem with something or anything, you're not going to talk about it. Mm. Why the fuck I'm going to talk about it and indict myself? If something happened to this person, I'm the first person y'all going to come to. But if I sit back on say now, y'all can't commit me to nothing. Like, I don't know what. Nah, man, hell no. Nah, we had a great relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, if something was to happen. So, nah, P live all them street codes and Gucci just live all, shit, fuck you. You trying to t- you tried me. I come to try to sign you. Then you say I need to sign. You say hold on, I want to sign no other artist. <laughs> That's what I told him. I'm like I'm not surprised that Gucci reacted yeah. like that. <laughs> I mean, guess what? Maybe I would have did the same thing. Right. Yeah, I'm Gucci man, nigga. I'm coming to you trying to turn you up. But you gonna say I don't want I don't sign the artist, but you should sign my home. But like what? Look at it in his position. Yeah. How a nigga coming at him. I might do the same thing. Block. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Or what about the other dude who uh, 
he tweeted about how he he, he wasn't Houston. fucking with Houston. Oh my god! <laughs> and Gucci had to let him go um, right away. Listen, bro, <laughs> I'm telling you that why I said Gucci do live by a certain street code. Yeah, cause it like that was just then unacceptable you do some to him. Shit, Yo, now you can't even be affiliated with my name. Mm. See, if you look at every artist that Gucci signed, they kind of got like a little street cred. Well, that's his whole problem is that so many of them keep getting locked that's up. The, and you know what? That would, and I think he's seeing that now because mm. it's like, but him, that's the code he lived by. Like I'm telling you, if you ain't gangster or in the streets. I don't care how good you can rap. I mean, but that's also kind of the thing with like why, like where rap is at right now in mm -hmm. general. Like, there's a reason why Pooh Shiesty popped off because yeah, sure. he was saying some crazy ass street shit, and it seemed very, very believable. Yeah, for sure. And it kind of like so that was like okay, this is a good look for Gucci because he got the artists that rapping on the same shit he on mm. that he came out on. They sounded good together. Yeah, for sure. Even uh, the boy Foo. Mm -hmm. When Foo came out, you seen like. Uh, like, well, he like, I ain't no rapper. That song he had with Lil Baby, and he was kicking the same shit. So, he you know, signed Hooders Pablo. He got a Rico. Exactly. And what Even the though they, they broke up before that, I what think. What about the boy Big Scar? Uh, he yeah. got the young nigga Big Scar. Yeah. Like, Walk Dog. Like, all of them yeah. kind of got like that street, I fuck you up mentality. But that's a gift and a curse. Because mm. these niggas getting locked up. These niggas playing themselves. Shit, really, man. Give me one of these. Cause right now it ain't about street cred or how hard they is. Mm. The world don't care about that. It sucks though, cause it's like Pooh Shiesty on one hand, it would be great to see him not be having to do this time. But on the other hand, when you look at how he was living, bro, you would have had to have a whole army of fucking label employees or whatever around him yes. to be stopping yeah. him from living yes, the life bro. that he felt like living. And it probably just wouldn't have worked. He no. probably would have said, fuck y'all. I'm going off in my Lambo with my Draco. I'm not hearing shit. Yeah, for I'm gonna sure. just do me. Yeah, for sure. So, like, it's a gift and a curse. Mm. You look at it now, Uzi Vert ain't got them committing crimes. And right. look at Playboy Cardi. He came out a whole different way. Now look at him. He gone. Yeah. But but at the same time, there's there's only so many artists that can get by on being, like, creative and artistic and stuff. Whereas the street rapper thing, you see a lot more rappers get something going with the street rapper shit. Yeah, but they don't go too far. <laughs> yeah, when you it's, just it's got dead. a ceiling. When you just dead. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you were artists like us that came from the streets, like even look at P, certain shit, he'll be like, shit, he tried different shit. Mm. And he a street dude. OG Mako. Right. Bitch, you guessed it. Yachty. Yachty. When Yachty pulled up with Coach K for his first interview, my mind was blown because I thought that Coach K was only dealing with Migos and yeah, Skipper yeah. the Flipper and all this yeah, shit, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they had Mako, but, like, I didn't know he was going to go full Yachty with it, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm telling you, but look at it. He made a lot of money with that. Yeah. Even Yachty helped, like, the shit he helped with the city girls. Mm -hmm. Like, it became, like, I'd rather have an artist like Yachty than an artist like Pooh Shiesty. Right. I'd rather have one like Uzi Vert. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I ain't got to do And me, I come from the streets. So I know like, okay. Um, now, you, I ain't saying it, it ain't some street rappers that won't go. Because, you know, I'm from the streets and I'm, I want to see every street nigga make it. Mm. Like, they can feed their family. I don't hate on you. I'm I remember saying, saying that to Coach K. I'm like, after managing Gucci, 
managing Yachty, who at the time he's totally Man, he sober. Jeezy first, right? Though. But he's 16 years old. He's like not really like you know he's he's kicking it with girls, but not on some crazy shit, running around with a million girls. He's not doing drugs. It must be a fucking walk on the park managing that kind of artist in comparison yeah, yeah. to somebody who's out here just running around doing crazy They'll shit. Listen to you, yeah. Like I don't want no. I can't sign nobody. Invest my money. Well, we gonna bump heads, or you feel like you more street to me. You know mm. what I'm saying? I want I want to sign that artist that gonna listen to me, respectful, and actually be thankful for this opportunity. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what P was looking. At. And you still don't get me wrong. If I see a street dude, he got trap music, he talking about this and that, but his mindset on like, hey, bro, I'm thinking bigger than that shit. Cause you got a lot of dudes in the street that ain't just like. Oh yeah, but I'm gotta be push ice to shoot you up. Hell no, nah, you got someone that gonna rap that gangster shit. Like Money Bad Yo, look at him for instance. Uh who else? Lil Baby. Mm. He the most street as you can get. I can't lie, this like this the same, like that's how him and P they they came up together. Like P been knowing Dominique. Like he been knowing him. Cause of the dude big and can't tell tell you about like he been knowing Dominique. Like mm. been knowing him. So it was like when he started rapping, they picked Baby to rap. Baby didn't want to rap. Like he was he was good with making his money. Atlanta's this weird place where you could be a famous drug dealer way before you're a famous rapper. Yeah, for sure. Like that's kinda <laughs> how my shit kinda happened a lot of times. That's what kinda happened with my shit. Me, right. You know, my first record was Trap of the Year with Shout It Low. Mm. You can't claim you the trap of the year in Atlanta and, and it worked. Right. And you not that. You know what I'm saying? So like that's how I came out. So, and Lil Baby, his shit was, like, identical. Like, he actually was a street dude making money, knowing niggas on the, not just in his hood, but in every other hood. Mm-hmm. So it was like, shit, try this shit. Then when he tried it, it started working. Instant, like, his first or uh, second song, goo up trying to sign him. Like, so you got to think about it. Like, it's like, I ain't saying you can't sign a street travel because I got, like, a my young dude, Shooter, meet the Shooter. Like, he dope. And but he understand like he moved different. He don't move just like oh I'm, I'm gonna shoot you up bang bang. Not saying you can disrespect or try him. He gonna fire your ass up. Mm-hmm. But every artist should. I'm not. I don't want to sign artists that don't know when it's a time and place for that type shit. Right. Because it's like so. I'm not saying I wouldn't sign no street artist. Because I, if you smart in your mindset the right way, I'm gonna fuck with you. Mm. Who Shysta was still, you know, young coming up. Then he got this money, like dangerous. Gucci probably always would tell him, like, look, man, you gotta cool out. But for him, he young Memphis nigga with this paper, got these real shooters with him. Shit, this nigga unstoppable. <laughs> that, you feel that's how he felt. Yeah. Like remember that someplace he came and pulled out a gun and like what the hell? The video of him in the club with like oh my god, all that money hanging out of his pocket. Oh he got a gun god. on him in the oh club performing. God. Oh my god, it's that insane. was the most <laughs> dumbest move ever. He bro. needed some people around. Ain't no him. real street nigga gonna kind of make no mistakes. Yeah. If I got all y'all niggas around me, man, y'all niggas holding a gun. Mm. Y'all watching my back. If he had Coach K or P lurking backstage as his manager, they wouldn't be letting. They that wouldn't happen. go for that. No. But see. You know, and I ain't saying it's not like Gucci was even there or anything, yeah, yeah, but just he was in general. Doing his thing, yeah. yeah. And I mean, even Gucci, he ain't kind of, he probably was telling him over and over, but Gucci didn't have the time mm. to just like be right there with him and watch his every move. Cause if he, every time he ran walk, I done seen it before. Like 
every time he around walk, he a different person. Mm. He like shit. I'm with my big homie now. I'm 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 learning. So he was way like if Wap had the time to just be there, Pooh Ice would have never made a lot of mistakes. Mm. That's what? the challenge when you sign a rapper is do you want to sign a rapper and, you know, give him a chain and do some songs with him and fuck with him, go on tour with him a little bit? Or do you want to just be with him like every day, mm-hmm. really trying to micromanage everything? Everything, yep. Because so, Gucci what? could do both. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, he got his own careers, his own artists. He got yeah. all these other artists. Yeah. How much time is he really going to be able to day, put in? It ain't that much. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I think he had food at that time. He had this. So it was kind of up to the artist to have that mindset of like, I got this opportunity. I came from the hood. I just made it out the hood. Why the fuck am I acting like I'm still in the hood? Mm. It's like you worse enough. So and I told you that's like a and I can't blame him neither. Because you're a young nigga coming from the streets. You ain't never had this type of money. Nobody taught us what to do when we get this money. Nobody taught us like, hey man, you gotta invest in this and that, this and this and that. You know, cause I ain't gonna lie, bro, there were times in my career where I had millions and millions of dollars in then there were times where I fucked up a lot because I didn't have nobody right here. I had my big homies like Kente, Big Twan, they'll listen. They'll tell me, like, hey, man, you don't need to be doing this. Hey, man, you need to be da-da-da-da. And me and my mindset still, like, man, I got this. Like, you know, I got myself kind of here where I'm at, so shit. Because, you know, I invested myself. Like, from the jump, nobody put a dime behind me. Like, to get a name for myself in the street, nobody. So, it was like, I felt like once I got to that point, like, shit, I got it. I got this figured out. Mm. So I probably didn't listen to my big homies. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say I can't blame him. It's where we come from, and then we get that type of money. That's a different. It's a different from having a hundred thousand. Cause in a hundred thousand in the streets, I'm rich. You feel what I'm saying? I'm a street nigga. I got a hundred thousand. I can damn near do the same thing a rapper doing. But push I you see, could make a hundred thousand in a day. In a day. When he was at his prime, there, you know. For sure. For sure. So. For me seeing that, I'm like, damn, like actual video of him pulling the gun out. I'm like, mm. damn, bro, that was like, as a street dude, still, even at that point, I never would have did because I had people behind me and with me that's going to hold a gun. Yeah, see, like now, knowing everything I know about life, I realize that if you all of a sudden find yourself in an opportunity where you can make that fuck, that much money, you need to do everything possible to make sure that you can continue to keep making that amount of money in terms of keeping weird people away from you, keeping security around you, making sure that you don't end up in weird situations where weird shit could happen. It's just, you got to value that opportunity once you become a popping artist. Cause in reality, for most artists, this is not going to last more than a couple of years. Yeah. And you got to move right. And you got to, yeah. Like you said, only a couple of years, it lets you special. Right. Cause you know the special ones they last forever for real. Mm. Like, but we've seen a lot of special ones get their their career cut short, short because they were moving around either just bad luck or they were putting world. themselves in crazy situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even or having the wrong people around. Like mm. I seen the uh, painting the X. How you say it? Yeah, XXX Tentacion. Yeah, yeah. uh huh. Him super talented, super big ass fan base. I mean, that was one where it was it was honestly just him being young and arrogant and not going with security and going with $45,000 in cash mm-hmm. to the spot. Honestly, it's like he, he did move around with security all the time, but he didn't like feeling like he was having a style cramp. So he's all of a sudden just having mad money in this dealership in a part of town with a shady ass robbers around, you know, yeah, with, with no security at them times. Yeah. And everybody afterwards, like, you know, talking to his mom and she's just like, yeah, I wish 
I just wish he had called and got a security guard that day. But he was, you know, you're young and rich. You don't want to fucking some wait of the around. People you have around you, oh, bro, you doing it? And you know what happened is a lot of these rappers start thinking when they get famous or get this, I gotta uphold an image. Mm. Man, hell no, nah, nothing wrong with having. Boy, you got paper. Boy, you ain't come from the street. Your main focus is staying safe. Like when you getting money, that's like eating in the street. When you getting good money and you having a good situation, man, you ain't looking for no problems. Mm. You know, if it come your way, you gonna handle it. But you're not looking for no problems, man, at all. Like you said, once you get to a place in life where you at, you like, man, I just try to stay safe so I can keep what I got going on. So. A lot of people be down, like you said, young and arrogant, didn't think at that point. So, But all that shit is, like you said, that's why it. I feel like it should be more big homies, more rappers instead of trying to compete with the younger nigga that's popping. Why don't they embrace them and get on the game? Like, hey, look, man, such and such. Like Kodak, man, Kodak talk all the time. Like, you know, I motivate him. Like, I don't know if you heard of Bobby Fishcale, mm-hmm. but he out of Florida, super hot. Right. Like, Man, him like brothers, like we give each other game. Even Lil Migo, even the shit that's going on, they say about him. Great dude, fuck with him. Even him, he the type, he he call and want game. Mm. Like AJ Money, such and such. Even Baby, when Baby came in, like he asked me, like, Jay, man, you had the world on you, this and that. He like, man, what mistakes? So you could say you done made. Baby asked me this shit, like, like what mistakes you feel like you made or this and that. And get what I tell him. Sometimes taking this shit for granted. Mm. But how'd you feel when you saw that little Migos situation in the the news recently? As a rapper, all of a sudden you could just find yourself in situations that I just feel like Sony Buddy said, "You little Migo," and Migo like, "Man, you crazy." Sony Buddy said, "Man, I should beat your ass." I think he probably went on right then and there. Even in the airport where you're getting hell arrested? Yeah, hell yeah. Mm. Element of surprise. Because at the end of the day, I'm still a man. And how much time fighting going to get me? Right. Ain't like I shot you. Right. But I'd rather respect my manhood as just a man than what happened. Mm. Look what happened. Now it's like, it's going to be a lot of people like trying to question it. Mm. Just cause of that one incident, but you don't know. Migo probably hit my like man. I ain't man. That nigga ain't talking about nothing. They got one half on. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So his eye, he like man. That nigga boot man. I ain't playing with that nigga in the airport. As soon as I walk out of the airport, I'm finna get his ass. You know what I'm saying? So that could have been on Migo mind. Cause I know I don't been around him, bro. He ain't like he going out bad like that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it had to be something where. He like shit, bro. I'm gonna wait till I get outside this airport. Yeah. Even for him to walk behind him. It's a tough situation when you're like a rapper because it's like you just it's all about saving face for the video, right? Like yeah. if that video didn't exist, like try to imagine that exact same situation in nineteen ninety. Yeah, without Instagram. We would never have fucking heard about it. And nope. if somebody was talking about it, we would all be like you can't believe you Maybe. don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, and you ain't got to go back to 90. Go back to like 2000. Right. Yeah. When it was just Twitter. Yeah. 2005 and shit like that. 2007, 8. Right. When it wasn't over MySpace. If it was just a story, it wouldn't be that viral. But it's because there's a Insta- video, everybody's And it's called Instagram in. for yeah. a reason. Yeah. Insta. Instant. That shit happened right then and there. I got your ass. Mm. 
All right, so I don't have that much time left, but I wanted to ask also, so like what how would you describe the the different businesses that you have your hand in right now? I mean, as far as with the Joe Sign project, this shit like could take over the world, bro. Like we got like a lot of crypto shit going on, what we doing. We got the business shares.com. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, as me as myself, like I got two carpet cleaning businesses that I that that I'm doing in Atlanta. And I ain't going to lie, with the carpet cleaning, that's like, man, it's been a blessing. Mm. You know, and then the club with my brother, the venture with my brother, Kente, that shit helps a lot, too. Because, you know, like, we the most popular club in the hood. And, you know, that club money just like street money a little bit. It come fast. Mm. It like shit. It's like you buying a dog. At the club, you standing at my door spending 40 and 50 to get in. So it's almost like the same. I'm selling entertainment. Just paying rent. Yeah, and we trapping entertainment. And a bunch of other expenses, but yeah. Yeah, we trapping entertainment now. We can't get locked up for this. Mm. We trapping, it's like a, it's still everything I look at it, look at it, if you go at it as a, like one thing I respect by Big and my brother Kente, really just Kente, everything he do, he military minded with. And you know, I'm like, that's like my idol. Like, and he a street dude. But everybody know, like, I look up to Kente. Like, Kente the one gave me the game. Kente the one put me on, you know? Kente was the reason how J Money could be J Money, trap of the year in the streets. But everything he do, military minded, from when we was in the streets doing what we were doing, to the club, to he got real estate, we got he got fucking studios. Like, everything he do, he do it just like we're doing a trap. Mm. Like military mind, don't play no game. You my friend, but about this money we don't play, and be dead serious about the money. So that taught me a lot. You know what I'm saying? Even though I'm still the one that I trust people faster than him, I let people around me faster than him to try to help him. He ain't let too many people even get close to him. So I could say that was kind of the difference between me and him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, definitely. Well. I mean, I'm just glad that you're uh, feeling decent at this point. Yeah, and man. I had, you know what? A lot of people kept hearing my brother kept hearing pro up, and I was like, man, I ain't no, nah, man, no. Nah. Even some names I could say to, you know, I don't want, you know, what I'm saying say, but there's some people that you know they got their fan base, they straight, mm. you know. But I want to fuck with you. I like the way you rock. You real. Appreciate the it. streets rock with you. I'm like. I seen a lot of people try to, you know, say shit. Well, I'm like, nah. Nigga, I actually watch your shit all the time. Like, Yeah? You subscribed? Nigga, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, like, comment, and subscribe, you guys. Them, bro, you one of them people that I go on that bitch just to look on your page. Hey. Nah, for real, bro. I ain't lying to you. I appreciate like, it. I t- like, because I don't like Instagram. I don't like just watching people. Mm-hmm. I feel like, nigga, y'all probably be watching me. <laughs> I noticed even I was like, damn, I looked on the other day. I was like, damn, they post like what fifteen times. I'm like, damn, ten of them about gone up snitching. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, that's hard. Like that's cause y'all catch the hot topic and catch what y'all gotta catch. Mm. That's what I respect about no jumper. But I wanna see that shit too. So it was like <laughs> I seen it there. Like yeah. I ain't have to go to I don't go to the shade rooms. I don't know nothing about all that. My right. girl do that. Yeah. You find out about a lot of different people on Shade Room. I don't go there because I don't care about all that. (laughs) Yeah. I just like what's in my area, in my arena. Right. 
Like, they're just like a baseball player. If they spend too much time worried about rap, they ain't going to be the best baseball player. Mm. I was around a bunch of girls the other day, and I said something about the shade room, and none of them knew what I was talking about, and I was just like, oh, all right. Okay. I'm yeah. like, I just forgot what audience I was in front of here. Yeah, it's a good yeah. feeling, too. <laughs> That's a real good feeling. That's why when I seen it, I was like, like, my girl will tell you, bro, I just watch No Jump on Instagram, and I might go look at my ex, but I don't need too much fuck with that shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's crazy. Like, I appreciate you coming through, though. Nah, man, anytime, man. I want you, hey, listen, man. I'm a real man. I need you to be on me. Out of my fuck with you, I want you to fuck with me, man. Let me know. I feel like you might have a personality as a podcaster. Yep. Nah, for real. You ever thought about it? A lot of people ask me about it. Mm. A lot of people, like, like if you see my interview with 85 South Show, mm. like, you see, we went viral, like, six million on Facebook. Damn. Like, two million on They're YouTube. They're huge. Yeah, like, super Crazy huge. huge. Yeah, yeah, so... I ain't gonna lie, bro. I will fuck with some shit like this. Now I'm seeing that how Noriega, mm. how fucking even Gilly the Kid, like he never had the biggest name in rap, but he always was controversial. Reinvented himself through podcasts. I love know. it. Yeah. I, even Joe Budden. Yeah. Like so, hell yeah, I fuck with this shit. But mine is just I do it with no jumping. It just have to stand for something. Mm. Trap position or some shit like that. Let's think about it. Let's do it. Appreciate it, man. J Money. Adam. I'm glad you're in good health. Thank you, bro. I thank God. Take man. care of yourself, man. I want to thank God for all my family. All my I don't call them fans because y'all my friends and my support system that prayed for me. My especially my sister Carla, my girl Blue, my brother Shooter, Kevin, King Lee, Gutter TV. Like Black Boy. It was just a lot of people that showed me so much love and support. And was right there for me, man. And I want to thank God for them, too. Mm. And you, too, man. Like, you keeping me going. I appreciate it. I seen the post. Like, shit did, like, 62K, some 70,000. I'm like, damn, okay. Mm. He got the end. Boosie, if you see, Boosie kept posting it. Really? Yeah, he posted, like, three times. It's on his page. The mm. uh, mama something page. You know he don't have 10 Instagrams. Right. I'm like, I wonder if I'm following his latest Instagram. It's like mama some shit like that. They do my boy wrong. Yeah, man. <laughs> Let Boosie rock. Give him at Boosie. Yeah, bro. What are you talking about? Yeah, bro, because they don't give him his prop, man. That nigga's, it's, it's mama, he'll live again. Yeah. That's Zuckerberg it. trying to take him down. I yeah, got to follow man. that. But, yo, I appreciate you, man. Thank I, you so much. I appreciate you too, Adam. So, J Money, No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, TikTok, Patreon, Instagram, etc. Like, comment, subscribe, nojumper.com if you want to support.